Welcome to the Bucky Cast, folks. This is John, as always, with uh, Rob and Will. We're ready to talk some more Badger sports. Coming to you a little earlier in the week this time. Just because we're that excited to bring you news about Wisconsin football and basketball and other sports too, maybe. Rob, Will, how you doing? So far, so good. I'll go. So far, so good. Uh, you know, summer is starting. Good to be. Uh, good to be outside. Yes, there was a bit of a storm in Madison, so today was gorgeous. I'm just glad we could enjoy the weather. Yeah, that's right, folks. It went from about 65 degrees uh, in the last few days to I think it topped out at 97, 98 today. So, woo, Wisconsin, love the weather. Rob, how about you? Yeah, wonderful sweltering Tuesday, uh, the middle of the week. Wisconsin's trying to convince me that I need a pool for the one month that I'll be able to use it in the state. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be really happy for that one month. Really happy. Well, let's get into it. First of all, uh, we'll do a little abbreviated beer roundtable since Will is not drinking anything tonight. He partied a little too hard at his bachelor party, and now it's Tuesday and he's still recovering, which the Bucky cast fully approves of when it's your bachelor party. But Rob, you got anything? Got anything in the hopper? Yeah, I am going with uh, Sprecher Brewery, as we all know, the wonderful root beer brewery, doing a Abbey Triple Belgian style ale, which is uh, quite tasty on the tongue. It's a Belgian triple. I hope you're able to form words by the end of this uh, podcast. <laughs> Whew, that's a spicy uh, meat be, the right? ball. As long as I get to be like Will this weekend, then I'm good. <laughs> I don't think you want to go that far, man. Oh, I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> well, tonight I am drinking from Three Sheeps Brewing in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Uh, love me the Wisconsin craft beers. Uh, Chaos Pattern, their hazy IPA. A nice uh, bitter hoppy, uh, but yet citrusy hazy IPA. I can never get used to the uh, hazy part of IPAs. I always feel like, you know, someone, you know, dumped sand in my beer. But overall, I'm I'm enjoying the taste on this one. Uh, Former uh, Wisconsin 247 writer, now for Yahoo Finance and friend of the podcast, Josh Schaefer, got me drinking hazy IPAs and I'll never forgive him for it. So... But that's in the past now. He's dead to us. He went to Yahoo Finance. Anyway. Three Sheeps is one of my favorite Wisconsin breweries. So even though I'm not drinking, I got to give them a shout out. Well, if we make it to the second part of the of the uh, podcast here, I will probably bust into their uh, classic Rebel Kent Amber Ale. That is the beer roundtable for this evening. All right. Let's bust into news and notes. A very special news and notes segment. I'm going to kick it over to Rob for the first part, some non-conference scheduling of the future. <laughs> the future. Looking into the future. Uh, this, the non-conference schedule is out, uh, posted out till 2032. So I was just taking a quick look at it. Obviously, it's not scheduled in depth. We have typically have three non-conference games, two of which are against opponents that, let's just say, 
we should feel pretty comfortable playing against. And then one uh, more significant opponent uh, of a power five type. So as everyone knows, 2022, 23, we have Washington state on the schedule. Then we get into the big boy schedule, 24, 25, we have Alabama. Uh, 2026, we have a duo of Notre Dame and Pitt, and Pitt carries over to 27. 28, we have Utah for a lone year, and then we swing into the West Coast in 2029, 30 with UCLA. And then finally, 31, 32, we're looking at Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, looking at the next couple of years, I think Washington State is probably a a good one to, to cut our teeth on getting ready for Alabama than a rematch in Notre Dame. So 24 through 26, I think we're going to have a, a tough stretch of games uh, for non-conference. Yeah. That, uh, the, uh, Notre Dame pit, uh, semi ACC double punch there is going to be a little difficult. Um, obviously the Alabama games are just, you know, it, it'll be nice to have Alabama. We'll welcome their fans as they, steamroller us to death or we give them the shock of their lives yeah washington state honestly scares me this year they've got uh they've installed the air raid offense and they've got a quarterback who can run it from incarnate word in uh, i believe it's cameron ward who passed for like 4700 yards last year and over 40 touchdowns and they are not lacking for receiving talent. They were already running a pass-heavy offense under Nick Rolovich before he got fired. And, yeah, they have gone whole hog on installing this air raid, and it'll be a tough test for the Badgers that second game of the season. Will, thoughts? I'm looking forward to, like, some of those games. I God, wanted to beat Notre Dame so bad last year, so thought we got another shot. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I have, I've seen people was on social media or talking to my friends or whatever. And they, they are of the opinion that instead of playing teams like Alabama, we should play teams that we quote unquote have a shot at beating, I guess, a, like if we're playing, we got a chance, but also I, I like the idea of Wisconsin, like lining up against some of the best teams in the country. That's good for recruiting. Um, you know, no, I guarantee no one in Wisconsin's locker room doesn't want to play in Alabama. So that's always something to be excited for. And, uh, as for the uh, Washington State game, you know, like you said, they got that air raid that's always going to pose a threat, whether it's on that end of the spectrum or if, for example, you're playing Army on a on a Saturday night. You we don't need to go back to that game. Escape <laughs> that with a win. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. When we play teams like Alabama, the players obviously look forward to it. But I think it will actually help with recruiting as well to say, you know, you're going to get a chance to play Alabama in two years. Let's just say, not that I'm thinking of the future of what we're getting ready to talk about, but let's say we went into Arkansas and wanted to pull a big-time position. We might be able to tell them, hey, you don't need to stay in the SEC. You're going to play Alabama anyway in a couple of years. (laughs) Rob is always muddying the water into another segment, (laughs) I'm telling you. It's like having these, he's the carp in the podcast pond. He's just digging everything up and ruining the water quality. So for the other big uh, news and notes, I'm going to kick it over to Will for a very special portion of the news. Yeah. So a couple of days ago, there was the uh, NCAA track and field um, championships and Wisconsin Badger Olin Hacker won the 5,000 meter uh, we'll call it a dash. That's not dashing. We ran the 5,000 meter. We won, you won the 5k. 
So yeah, his time was 13 minutes, 27 seconds, and 27.73 seconds, which is much faster than I can run that. I'm going to assume Rob and John, you similarly probably couldn't. Oh, that's uh, a light jog for me in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) But this is cool for me because, um, you know, I actually taught Olin Hacker uh, pre-calculus back in the day at Madison West High School. So Olin, if you're listening, I'm sure he's not. But if you are, congratulations. (laughs) Uh, For those who are curious, Olin, very bright kid, uh, very good student, uh, good person, couldn't happen to a better person. And uh, so I want to give him a shout out and a big congrats from the Bucky cast. We'd like to remind everyone that Will is a teacher. He's not just teaching kids in his house. <laughs> yes, high school. Ouch! Teacher. Dang! Uh, and if, if any, if anyone out there who might listen to this podcast, all thirty of you, uh, if one of you knows uh, Olin Hacker, please let him know the depths to which his pre-calculus teacher has has fallen. He's now on a he's now on a Badger fan podcast. Oh, how the mighty have toppled anyway that's it for news and notes we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with some wisconsin football news mostly recruiting but we'll see in a little bit you're listening to the bucky cast where we believe wings can be breakfast lunch and dinner welcome back to the bucky cast john here with rob and will and we are going to talk about wisconsin football specifically we've got some new football offers that went out in the last week uh, there's also obviously some big commit news coming off the second official visit weekend of June. So we'll do a recap on that. And then we'll talk a little bit about next weekend, the third official visit weekend of June. And we have a smaller crew coming in for that weekend, but still exciting. Gentlemen, we'll start off with the new football offers. Uh, so far in the last few days, it's not even been a full week. Uh, Wisconsin, back on the 13th, sent out an offer to defensive back, probably cornerback, uh, out of Florida. Emerald, what a weird first name for him to have. Emerald Gant, defensive back, uh, six foot, about 180 pounds. First offer on the board for the Badgers. So that's pretty rare that a defensive back, you know, gets their first offer from Wisconsin, from the state of Florida. Uh, Rob, thoughts on this one? Yeah, you know, one from a, a offer perspective and then one from a strategy perspective. So I love the idea that we're going into Florida and pursuing a, a tall, speedy cornerback. Uh, we, we often go in there and we usually get at least one defensive back from from Florida, uh, maybe not as tall and rangy as Gant. So looking at how he, he he's fluid for his size, I really think this is a good offer. And, I, and from a strategy perspective, I like that we're going big in the class of 24 and 25 right away. This reminds me of a couple, you know, a couple of years ago when we had those higher ranked classes where we were closing things early because we were on them early before everyone else was giving them offers. So I really like the strategy. And this is a key guy that we're targeting out of Florida. Uh, key thing for him, he is out of Lake Mary High School, which is the same high school as current Badger target Braden Marshall. Next offer that came out was for Elmhurst, Illinois. Um, actually, it's a, it's a private school. I think it's Immaculate Conception uh, High School in Elmhurst. Uh, KJ Parker, who is being recruited as an athlete, he can play either wide receiver or cornerback extremely fast. Uh, most of the film I saw on him was at corner. 
and it's sort of at safety as well. He kind of tended to play the deep part of the field. Um, covered ground really well, though. Um, has a, just an absolute ton of speed. Final offer that actually went out today uh, went to a quarterback. This is our third quarterback offer in the last roughly week in the class of 2024. And it went to Walker White, uh, who Rob was clumsily alluding to earlier, might be a guy we might want to get. If I'm doing something, it's clumsily. (laughs) (laughs) 24-7 four-star composite kid, um, top 20 quarterback, mobile, about six foot three, still has two years of high school left on him. Looks really comfortable in the pocket. Uh, Will, you watch a little of his huddle film. What did you see? Yeah, so for, like you said, this is his sophomore year, and the, the arm strength is there. You know, the guy can make plenty of good throws. And what I noticed is that he he has the ability to kind of put the ball in some, like, really nice spots. Um, you know, I don't want to compare him to making, like, back shoulder throws like we see in the NFL, but he was able to kind of, like, Put, put some of these passes on the correct shoulder for receivers where at the high school level, like you're not going to find many defensive backs that are going to be able to get a hand on that. So it was cool that he was, you know, making those throws. Like you said, mobile guy can make some face with his feet. And, um, but even though with that, you know, mobile quarterback classification, I thought he did a good job sticking in the pocket and uh, trying to make a play, trying to make a play uh, behind the line. And those were new football offers uh, in the last few days, just three but three important ones. Three good ones. Now, yep. Now we're going to roll into our second official visit weekend recap. Um, It went fairly well for the Badgers because within two days of it ending, we got two commits. Rob, go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about the two players who are coming to Wisconsin in the class of 2023. Yeah, I think that we discussed them uh, quite a bit last week, but I think obviously just to recap, Colin Dixon's that that tall uh, wide receiver that we're going to put on the outside versus a KJ Parker type that we just talked about, who's going to be your speed slot receiver. Um, really excited to see us going for those taller guys and, and see what, what it can do with all of these tall receivers. And then Meyer, as we know, is just gangbusters. Man, he, let's friends. be specific here. Jordan Meyer. Jordan Meyer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't get too familiar uh, yeah. here with our audience, Rob. Uh, Jordan Meyer is very, as we noted last week, he, when he sticks you, you, you know, so, uh, really excited to have a guy who can hit like he does. And then the last thing I want to mention about these two commits is, uh, for those, for the multitude of you that listened last week, you know, that I said two commits by the end of the weekend and all of you are just screaming from the woodworks to pat me on the back. Thank you. I appreciate it. I I know I called it right. It's okay. Way to go, Rob. Humble, humble, humble brag there by Rob. We appreciate it. Clumsily humble. (laughs) Yes, clumsily humble. That's exactly it. So, yeah, Wisconsin got those two commits. Um, So that brings us to our third official visit weekend coming up. Uh, Three players coming in, two of whom we talked about at length last week. Uh, We don't need to really talk too much more about them. Uh, Tretch Kekahuna from Hawaii, who's a slot wide receiver type. He um, sounds like a guy who's on commit watch next weekend. 
Uh, same thing. Jamel Howard was supposed to visit last week. He couldn't. He uh, had a, a family conflict. His mom couldn't come. And you got to get mom's approval when you're going to school. So uh, Jamel will be coming um, this upcoming weekend. Uh, like we said before, big, huge nose tackle uh, with some quicks. Uh, kind of a guy you want in the middle of your defensive line. That brings us to uh, the final visitor, um, Jace Arnold, cornerback out of Georgia. And Will, I love this dude. Pretty highly rated corner who look looks the part on film. Uh, what do you have to say about Jace Arnold? I, I would kind of echo what you said so far. Um, you know, anytime we're in the running for a corner, whether it's from Florida, Georgia, Texas, I think the three Southern states we've gotten some talent out of, I'm going to be a fan of it. You know, this seems like a guy who, you know, based on his skill set, based on his speed, um, he's not as tall as according mentioned earlier. Looks, looks like this guy's about 5'10". Um, but on the little bit of film that I did see, he seems like a guy that has, you know, good ball instincts and can, uh, can make some plays. So yeah, commit watch for this weekend. I think all three of these guys are honestly on commit watch. Um, I, I can't think of, uh, I, I don't know if Jace Arnold has any other visits left. Does he still have his visit to North Carolina left to go? I don't know. No, I think he has one scheduled for Vanderbilt, uh, but I don't think he's going to end up taking it. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Will, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't know how often the Badgers have a recruiting weekend where they bat 100 and they have at least, I don't know, three or more showing up. But uh, this seems like a, a situation where we can get all three guys. I'm not, I don't, I feel like Rob is about to say we're going to get them all by noon next Monday. Uh, but so I'm not going to give a time stamp on it, but I think. I think all three of that these guys will be Badgers. Is there, is there anyone you're excited to have visit, or is it pretty much you know this is kind of you know let's get them in here and get them rounded up? You know I'm I'm just intrigued with this you know this Tretch kid. Uh, I've mentioned multiple times, a fan of camp offers, and then it seems like this guy could be a very true slot receiver. He's shifty for a high schooler, runs good routes. Rob. I mean, I love Jamal Howard, uh, Jamel Howard in on the defensive line. I think he's just a plugger who can move. Um, so really, it's kind of a toss up between the two of them. But I, I think I'm leaning towards stretch. I'm excited to see them all. I'm always excited to see kids on campus <laughs> with the high possibility of commitment. And, uh, you know, I, 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 we're still waiting on some guys to uh to see if they'll schedule official visits official visit scheduling season is pretty much over i know the badgers will have uh quentin agiero coming in hopefully uh next weekend if he doesn't commit to georgia tech in the meantime uh he was sick so he could not attend uh last weekend he was supposed to but that's the only visitor i know of for the 24th and then after that is a dead period so after that um official visits are postponed until uh football season kicks off by the way i'm going to call all three commit by monday and i think we're going to get tisdale as well by monday so that's four <laughs> Rob, we're, gonna to, we're gonna have to keep like a running a running tabulation of rob's predictions and see how accurate he is we're gonna start calling him the weatherman uh, the weather next week or this upcoming weekend is supposed to be beautiful weather in the 80s sunny dry 
So this should, unlike the last two weekends, which were kind of rainouts, uh, this one should be the full on Wisconsin summer experience, which is kind of sad because we only got three guys coming in. Uh, just a quick note, we did have last weekend a bunch of unofficial visitors, the biggest one being uh, Ian Moore, who is a four-star interior offensive lineman out of Indiana. He seems really high on Wisconsin. That would be uh, definitely an exciting guy to pull out of um, that Indiana triangle where it's sort of, you know, you're battling Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State for all those players, not to mention home state, Purdue, and Indiana. All right, on that note, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with Badger basketball news. You're listening to the Bucky Cast, where in-state recruiting includes Minnesota. Welcome back to the Bucky Cast. Uh, we are going to talk about some Wisconsin basketball news, starting off with men's and women's basketball has decided to one-up women's volleyball. Women's volleyball is going to play Obviously, we mentioned this last show, uh, they're going to play in the Cole Center. Well, the men's and women's basketball team said, hold our beers. We are going to play at AmFam Field, American Family Field, a.k.a. Miller Park, in Milwaukee in November, November 11th specifically. And they're going to do it uh, with a basketball court built on the infield there. Uh, that'll jam in quite a few fans Will you excited about this? Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, Stanford has, oh, and I'm blanking on the guy's name. Stanford ha- has a good player returning. And I'm mad that I can't remember this guy's name. Um, I'm intrigued. What, he was Pac-12 freshman of the year, was he not? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not really mad. I can't remember what the guy's name was. Uh, but anyway, it'll be fun to see them. Uh, it's, you know, playing a, a Pac-12 team. That'll always be fun. And then, you know, I think – like you remember, we were talking earlier. I think if if the Wisconsin's women's basketball team could could improve a little bit, that would be a uh, a big deal for our just general athletic program. So I think having this game, you know, is is something people watch. It's something you can talk about. Um, and so yeah, I'm kind of already initially seeing if that's me able to work in my schedule to go be in Milwaukee that day because I I remember I saw one picture of a, another team that did this and they were able to pack like 40,000 people that had like solid seats to watch. So um, I'm assuming there's going to be tickets to go see. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I was lucky enough. I got to see a basketball game on the deck of a carrier when I was living in San Diego. So <sighs> I, I love, yeah, I, I love these uh, unique games and, you know, just like uh, a football game in a baseball stadium, I, I can't wait to see uh, the basketball game in a baseball stadium. So so I'm very excited about it. Yeah, like I said, that's November 11th. Part of the aptly named uh, Aurora Healthcare Brew City Battle. Uh, the women's team is going to be playing Kansas State, and hopefully the Badgers uh, put on a good show. On to other news. Uh, Joe Krabenhoft, uh, former Badger great, um, also now a Badger assistant coach has just gotten a promotion. He's now the associate head coach at the university of Wisconsin. Rob, this means a little bit more than just being a regular, uh, lead assistant coach. Yeah. I, I like this move. I think, I think Joe's been with the team. If I remember correctly, seven or eight years. So, uh, you know, he's, he brings a lot of experience with, the team, the culture, he was a player. 
So I think this move is a really good move to shore up the team in general. Uh, it shores up a little bit of maybe some succession stuff, although I think Greg Gard is going to be here for a long time yet. Um, so I, I like the move. I think the, the players really trust him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think this is a great move. And, and, of course, you always want to make sure you take care of your coaches. So, Do you think this hurries him out the door? In terms, of, in, in terms of getting a head coaching job. Yeah. I, hmm, that's a good question. You know, I just remember hearing a story when, when Krabenhoff was offered the job. I think before this, he was a assistant coach at South Dakota, if I remember correctly. And he was offered the job. And supposedly the story he told is he accepted it without talking to his wife first. So <laughs> I don't, I, <laughs> luckily the wife said it was fine. So like they, move here, no issue, no problem, supposedly. But I, I always viewed as Krabinoff as a guy that would be someone who would work at Wisconsin until the time was right for maybe him to take the reins from Greg Gard. You know, that's total speculation on my part. So, you know, it's not like I'm talking to Mr. Krabinoff about his uh, long-term goals. And like you said, though, having this title, maybe he knows he has to have some head coaching experience himself before he'd want to be head coach here. Um, so maybe this makes it more likely or easier for him to explore those options. That's a good question. Unless he knows 10 years from now, Greg Gard's going to half step down unless Chris McIntosh makes uh, Joe Krabenhoff the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag uh, fire guard seems to be running very high here. Jeez, Will, Rob, putting Greg Gard in his tomb already. Not what I intended. Very pro Greg Gard. <laughs> I'm just saying he's going to pull a Bo Ryan. <laughs> Over under 15 games into this next season before there are already people calling for uh, Coach Krabenhoff instead of Coach Gard. Uh, I'm sure there's there's people that are misguided and, and want Gard gone, but I don't have patience for, for those folks. So they can <laughs> complain whenever they want. We may see the signs at AmFam Field. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're very right. Uh, finally, one last bit of news. I'm going to kick this to Will, our basketball expert. Official visit for Gary Normand. You want to talk a little about his official visit? Yeah, so he's going to be in town uh, June 20th. So he's going to be you know, early here, early next week. I mean, it's, you know, six days out, but supposedly the weather is going to be gorgeous. Let's hope because I think our biggest rival, so to speak, our biggest competition here is going to be get him out of Texas because uh, the Longhorns are also one of his official visits and one of his offers. He'll also be in Missouri, or he was in Missouri yesterday, so probably leaving today. I don't really know his schedule, obviously. Uh, I just, this is a kid when we offered him, I was intrigued. Supposedly, you know, he was a fan of those Wisconsin Final Four teams. I know I saw Sam Decker tweet at him after he got his offer, so I'm sure that was cool for him. And I mentioned, I think, our very first show, like, this guy intrigues me. He has this aggressive mentality. Um, he's a solid shooter. I don't know if he's going to be quite as like a, a shooter specialist by the time he gets here, but he's someone that can score from all three levels. So I'm hoping the visit goes well. I don't know. If, I know Sam Deckers is in America. I recently had a son that was born. So if, if Sam wants to swing by town, I wouldn't be upset with that. You hear that Decker? Get, get down to Madison. It's just one day. It's just one day. Just hanging out the terrace, like, oh, you're here. What a coincidence. And then him, Kaminsky. Yeah. Rob, 
your feelings on this do you, do you feel like the jamie kaiser uh ship has sailed they're they're similar types of players in the position that they play at least yeah that's what i was gonna say it it feels to me in my gut that we we're pushing now for norman more than we are kaiser and i think that uh barring you know texas pulling a usc two-hour nil uh presentation i think we have a chance to to steal him away from texas and I think that's kind of what everyone's thought process is and seems to be what everyone's pushing for uh, out in the Twitterverse and, and on the boards and everything like that. And that's what it seems like. All right. And that does it for our basketball news. Uh, we're going to quickly fire into the forward segment. Uh, forward segment is what everyone is looking forward to. It's also our state motto. But uh, we we definitely, you know, have things that we all are looking forward to into the future. I'm going to start off with Rob. Rob, what is your forward thinking this week? Yeah, I mentioned that I was looking forward to going to the AmFam game. And, and more so, I, first of all, I, I'd love to get see how the team is, is gelling on the men's side. But what I'm really looking forward to seeing is the women's team. Uh, Mosley's brought in coach Mosley has brought in eight new players to the team. And so I'm really interested to see what her team starts to look like as she gets more players in putting her own stamp on it. Being a Naval Academy grad, I'm really interested that she's pulling two, two players, high caliber players from the Patriot league. So I'm really, really, really interested in looking to see how the women's team looks this year. Will. Yeah, so today was the first day of Wisconsin's men's basketball practice starting their their summer camp. And on a quick, like, positive note, uh, the lone incoming freshman, freshman, uh, Connor Essigian, I think I hope I pronounced his name right. Sorry, Connor, if I didn't. Uh, He was seen at an Indiana high school all-star game, and he was in a boot, but supposedly he showed up today not in the boot. So hopefully that was just a precautionary thing, but I'm going to view this as like the official unofficial start of basketball season. My forward thought is I'm thinking about the Wisconsin Badgers 2024 basketball recruiting class. Uh, Wisconsin went out and did something they don't normally do. They offered a bunch of dudes. Uh, Normally the, the offers are few and far between for men's basketball. They, usually get fixated on a guy and then they ignore everybody else and then wind up losing said guy. And then it's a mad scramble. They didn't do that for 2024 Uh, offers are out to, I think like eight or nine different players. Uh, Some of the favorites to wind up at Wisconsin include Nick Janowski, who is a shooting guard of Milwaukee. Um, Khan. I'm going to butcher this one. Knupel, Knipel. Uh, who is a small forward as well, forward in general, uh, also in-state player uh, could blow up at any moment. Uh, sounds like a top 50, top 100 player. Cooper Cook, who is a Iowa legacy, but who it sounds like Wisconsin is going head to head with Iowa for him. Uh, he's out of Illinois. JT Rock, a seven foot big mobile uh, three point shooting seven foot center from South Dakota. Uh, all these guys are intriguing. Jack Robeson, who is another small forward swingman type um, out of Lakeville in Minnesota, which is a feeder program for the Badgers. And then there's Daniel Freitag out of the Twin Cities, who is a top, is right now a top 50 player 
Uh, his best offer right now is from Baylor. All exciting guys. There's a couple others that I, that I didn't mention, but um, you know, I'm I'm all for just Wisconsin clearing the deck prior to that 24-25 season and saying we all the rest of you out. We're taking nothing but high quality freshmen. And it sounds like uh, that could be a big and important class for the Badgers um, going into their into the uh, rest of the 2020s in terms of how they stack up against the rest of the Big Ten and the nation. <sighs> we made it through another podcast. Everyone give three cheers. Don't really give three cheers. Oh, there, he, he went there. <laughs> he went there. Anyway, folks, um, go ahead and give us a uh, follow on Twitter. We are at the Bucky cast or send us an email. Please send us an email. Even if it's criticism, even if you guys suck, I didn't like any of this. That's at least feedback. Uh, that's uh, the Bucky cast 43 at gmail.com until next time. This is John with uh, Will and Rob saying peace out people. Have a good week y'all. Thanks so much for listening to the Bucky cast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time on Wisconsin.